It's time to get away in a new Hyundai vehicle during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event at Woodhouse Hyundai. The Hyundai lineup of sedans and SUVs has the capability you need and technology and features you want, like the all-new 2023 Hyundai Palisade and Hyundai Tucson. This holiday season, get into a vehicle that will give you confidence with Hyundai Owner Assurance, America's best 10-year, 100,000-mile warranty. Visit us online at woodhousehyundaiofomaha.com. In my next two episodes, I talk with my friend, former Green Beret, Two Lamb. We talk about the situation in Afghanistan, the disaster of us pulling out, and what that means for China. This is not my typical content. If you want to see more content like this, I need you to go to iTunes, leave me a review, even if it's just one word. I need to know if you guys want this. With that being said, let's get on with it. Hey, how's it going, too? Good seeing you, man. Uh, wish it was uh, under better circumstances, but but uh, thanks for for taking the call. And and uh, so kind of what we're doing here, uh, we got two lamb here, former Green Beret, retired Green Beret, and uh, me and two have been having a lot of offline conversations about uh, what's going on in Afghanistan and uh, and maybe even more importantly than that, what that means uh, for China now that we're leaving. And uh, so we're just gonna give our perspective. Uh, some of these, uh, we're gonna do a little series here. Uh, Two's gonna put some videos on his YouTube channel, uh, depending on how we wind up breaking this up uh, to different subjects. And uh, I'll be putting this on my YouTube channel, obviously. Um, the version, if you're watching this on YouTube, uh, this is the uh, YouTube friendly version. Uh, we're doing an uncut version over on Rumble. Uh, we're just able to talk about a little bit more in depth on what we would like to uh, get out to both of our audiences on Rumble. And um, so if you're interested in, in the uncut version, it's over there and uh, I'll link it in top comment and in the description of this video. But anyways, um, two, I, you know, we, we talked about doing this video and, and sharing some of our thoughts and concerns and, and, and what this means uh, for China and, and for our country. And, um, and uh, I wish we could have do the, done this a little sooner, but I, th I think it's best that we waited a little bit uh, and kind of gathered and collected our thoughts rather than, than done this on pure emotion and um, and so we got a little timeline here or a guideline of what we're gonna do and we're gonna start with Afghanistan um, kind of what what that means with us pulling out how the plan sucked how um, uh, a little bit about the Taliban what could have been done maybe a little bit better and uh, and then uh, in a separate video we're gonna move on to China you know, and, and what that means for them and everything that's been happening uh, in the past, what, year and a half? And uh, even before, before it was uh, the, main, the main topic of discussion here. So um, I'll let you kick it off with, the, uh, with what just happened, you know, just a few days ago. Yeah, man, I, first I wanted to send out, you know, my prayers to, you know, our troops 
out there. May they come home safe and, you know, uh, God bless our Marines and corpsmen, um, their families. God bless them and, and hopefully everybody comes back home safe, man. That's the biggest concern for me. Um, let's just talk about Afghanistan, man. You know, people don't understand why Afghanistan was such a key terrain in the global war. And when I say that is, you know, people think it was uh, us going in and uh, and eliminating, you know, Osama bin Laden. And that was one of it. You know, he, he was uh, the master behind, uh, mastermind behind, you know, uh, Al-Qaeda and, um, and, and being able to execute that, you know, be able to execute that attack on America. But for us to hold Afghanistan, you know, as, as a key terrain was, was key in the global war. And that's what people don't understand. And for the last 20 years, we've been fighting this war where we took the Taliban out of official government and they've been hiding in caves up north. You know, now they're coming down, now they're in, in, in Kabul and now they're establishing themselves as, as a government system. So that's a huge concern for me because now, you know, um, other superpowers, when I say that is, you know, uh, China, Russia, they're recognizing them as a government system, which is, you know, Shia law, which is, you know, um, you know, it's, it's, it's not um, pleasant, man. You know what I mean? It's now you're recognized terrorism as a form of government, and that's going to echo throughout the world. And we're negotiating with them. Um, you know, there's a lot of speculation uh, on when I hear kind of the, the, the left side's argument, and uh, in, in I read in the comments section, uh, which I try not to do, but there's a lot of, well, we've been doing this for 20 years. And, and so what's the difference now uh, with, the, with the decision making uh, and, and the consequences that are happening? I think a lot of people don't understand what the difference is between what's happening right now and what has happened in the last 20 years. And while the last 20 years were far from perfect, uh, they were definitely effective. And the major difference here is we're, we're no longer on the offensive role. And, um, and when it comes to those uh, Marines that just, that just died, they died because of a major, uh, a major poor decision-making process. Uh, the poor decision-making process on how we pulled out and then and, 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 and equipped Taliban with the best warfighting equipment in the world and <clears throat> leaving people there and now having to go back in uh, and, and extract Americans and allied forces with one of the one of the most well-equipped armies in the, in the world now uh, with, with, with what we left behind. I mean, uh, we were talking the other day on the phone and, and they have, what, 200 helicopters now, yeah. Blackhawks, Apaches. Yeah, and, you know, and, and there was intelligence, you know, stating from the administration that they don't have, you know, the, the knowledge uh, the technical advances to even fly. Well, they, now they have videos of, you know, the Taliban flying these helicopters. It's it's happening, you know. And you know, and helicopters is one thing, but when you have over horizon strike capability, which is a drone, right? And they're they're known um, 
there was intelligence that we we left drones that technology and they there was um imagery of them tracking uh the taliban disassembling these drones and then moving into the border of pakistan and we know that china runs pakistan because they have that you know the highway uh pakistan corridor you know um so they they they're working with pa uh, pakistan and pakistan eventually is going to hand this over to china because china owns pakistan pakistan's in debt to china yeah they china owns it seems to be just about everything now and uh whether you want to admit it or not um and we're going to get into that you know here shortly but you know even some of the other equipment i mean just for the those Marines that uh, that are in there now. I mean, before, and, and make no mistake, the Taliban and Al-Qaeda and ISIS were all extremely effective fighting units. And one of the things that we're gonna see now is we, when we left Iraq and, and the rise of ISIS happened, they were extremely well equipped. They had uh, our armored vehicles. They had uh, some of our weapons. Now, now what we have is is not just armored vehicles, but they have our body armor, they have our guns, they have our, our IR lasers, they have our night vision, they have, they have our, 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 our rocket launchers, our javelins, our drones, our helicopters, so, our, our vehicles. That's why we won the war, right? That's the element yeah. of what, what kept us alive and what, what made us a superpower. Now they have that technology. And in China, you know, we always know anytime we went into China or operate around that region for dealing with the Chinese, we knew that, hey, we have to lock up this technology, right? Because the Chinese is all about getting that technology. And now they have the blueprint. They have yeah, the blueprint yeah. in their hands now, right? So um, that's a huge concern. Yeah. Um and so you can imagine having to go in there and fight an already effective enemy now that is even even just as capable as as, as we are at this point, and they know the terrain. And they're you know, more funded. funded in. They're more funded than any other organization in the world now because they have you know obviously the interests of China and Russia. And they don't have rules to play by. They don't care about rules. Yeah, unfortunately, 50% uh, of the population here in the U.S. does care about rules, but they're going to find out, you know, what it's like to not play by rules and what an enemy looks like uh, as they start coming under, uh, coming across the border. So, <clears throat> um, but you know, next, I want to talk next. about Afghanistan too. Is that, you know, we had, man, we had intelligence, man, we had eyes on in that region. You know, we had the capabilities. Uh, and, and, you know, having operatives that we trained for years, you know, Afghani operatives, that meant that we had a human uh, intelligence capability. Uh, we had a SIGINT capability there we could find, fix and locate these Taliban fighters. You know, we built this infrastructure that we just left uh, behind and we left these allies, you know, um, defend for themselves now. And, you know, that's heartbreaking, but in return, you know, America should be concerned for our homeland security now, because we gave them a country now to train well-funded and equipped with the modern day technologies in a region. We have no intelligence. We have no eyes. We have no human capabilities. That mean we have no 
intelligence gathering capabilities, nor can we forward stage any offensive force within that region. Yeah, which actually, uh, since we're talking about that now, the latest drone strike that happened uh, last night, I, I don't under, how are they getting that intelligence? There is nobody left on the ground. Everybody is, is in escape and evasion mode now. And so who's running the assets? Who's, who's, where are they getting this information from? Do you think that was even a legitimate drone strike? You know, I have my personal opinion, Sean, you know, and um, I, I just know that having worked at certain levels in the military, I know deception, you know, I know how we um, deceive our um, citizens to please them. So um, I have been a guy on the ground before doing that type of work, you have to, and we understand that we don't just strike that fast and we can't gain intelligence off of a pred feed. We have to have a human source. We have to have a SIGINT source to find, fix, and locate the mastermind behind the planning. How can you strike a mastermind behind planning by following a pred feed or a drone feed, you know? Yeah, yeah. We I have uh, to have a guy on the ground. I'm very skeptical uh, of, of any intelligence that's coming out of there at this point uh, with the I mean, we've turned, we've turned everything, everything over. Um, you know, what, we turned Bagram over, we turned Kandahar Air Base over. Uh, the, the only foothold that we seem to have at this point is Kabul Airport, which uh, is, I mean, it's, it's. You know, and to me, it's, it's like we, you know, any military planning at the at the special operations level, especially is, you know, we have a primary alternate contingency emergency plan. We have these plans that we fall into. We have contingencies plans set in place. We have phase lines on how we shrink a force, right? And it's not, um, gosh, man, you said it perfect this morning. You you said. Uh, you know, it's like an active shooter scenario. Can you say that again to, to our Yeah, you know, <clears throat> when people, there's a lot of, uh, you know, controversy on, you know, oh, Trump was going to have us out May 1st. Yes, he was going to have us out May 1st, but he also had a, uh, a plan to make that happen. And what happened now is we just yanked the rug out from under it. And essentially what happened, uh, the, the best way I can think of to describe it to uh, civilian types is let's go back to uh, let's say there's an active shooter in a school you don't and, and, and there's multiple active shooters you don't what we basically did is we went in and we pulled all of the teachers out and all of the uh, um, <clears throat> the the police you know, that are in the building. I, I don't know what you call them anymore, but the police that patrol the schools. We've pulled them out first and we left the children there to die. And that's exactly uh, what the current administration did in Afghanistan. They pulled, they pulled the military out, the protection, the offensive and defensive forces out, and they left unarmed, helpless Americans and allies and Afghans, uh, our counterparts, there to die with no protection. And we turned over all of our weapons to the Taliban, which took full advantage of it. And 
And then we asked our warfighters to go back in there with a fully equipped Taliban that has everything plus more, you know, than a lot of uh, than a lot of uh, uh, conventional units have, and said, "Go back in there and get these people," you know, and and, and no and, intelligence, and, no intelligence, yeah. and and <clears throat> and now what we're seeing is we're seeing civilians, uh, former spec ops guys that are going in there and saving these people on their own dime, risking their own lives. And that's civilians. Those are no longer active service members. And so what we're seeing is, we're seeing a population that's beginning to take matters into their own hands because whether the current administration is incompetent or under somebody else's control, I don't know. But, <clears throat> but uh, you know, when he comes out and speaks to the audience and says, I've been instructed to, or, I'm sorry, I have to go, I have another meeting. You're the supposedly the most important, most powerful human being on the planet. What, what meeting do you have that's more important than to address the American people? You know, and so I guess what I'm getting at is what you're seeing is you're seeing civilians starting to take matters into their own hands and we, that can lead to a very scary place when 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 the population has lost complete confidence and and in our leadership you kind of see a pattern here you know hillary clinton left our our you know troops you know in libya to die you know when the annex got attacked you know you see the same administration with the same executions on it's okay to leave our americans to die to defend for themselves after being ordered by our country you know, to forward deploy under our orders, under his orders, you know, and the evacuation was not the issue. We knew we had to evacuate. But when do we ever evacuate 100% in any war, right? We left our troops in Germany. We left our troops in Korea. We left our troops, you know, I mean, all through the world to stabilize that region and to yeah. gather intelligence, right? So we can't just strike an area. And, you know, having been one of the guys on the ground doing it before, I understand how long it takes to build that intelligence up. And you don't you don't have that intelligence anymore because you don't have that infrastructure anymore. You don't have the ability to to use the people because we abandoned them now. You know, we withdrew. But that's going to echo in America because, you know, of the war, right? The war, the 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 war within our, our country right now, you know, the divide within our country um, with some waking up to what's going on and some are supporting um, the new ideology of America. But the thing is this, man, you got to worry about your safety because we've been to war for the last 20 years. The only thing that kept our country safe was our brave, you know, soldiers for deploying over in Afghanistan and in the Middle East to try to stabilize that region because we saw the blueprints. Yeah. You know, in some trades, <clears throat> we saw the blueprints. They want to take this down in America. They have every plan to take us down in America. And then now we're negotiating with the Taliban, which is a declared terrorist group with the funding of China and Iran, Iran having nuclear capabilities. You know, uh, really scary. Back to the relationships too. Um, these 
I think most people don't understand where intelligence comes from and where uh, all this information that leads us to, to uh, terrorist leaders in, in, in different cells and uh, across, the, across the globe. It comes from the 20 years of relationships that we've built with Afghanistan. Informants, sources, people that were being paid, bad guys that were being paid, that everybody, you know, that, that, that we were, that was, it was a trade for information. And we developed these, these assets and these, these, these people that are giving us information over 20 years. Well, guess what? Because of the way that we pulled out, we just lost all confidence in any asset that we had flipped onto our side that was giving us intelligence. Now we have nothing. We have nothing. We've destroyed all of those relationships. And you know who's gonna build those relationships now? China. Did China close the embassy when we pulled out? No, they were open for negotiations yes. with Taliban. They don't go by our rules, you see. I mean, the biggest enemy of democracy is communism. You know, we've been dealing with this since, you know, the cloud, you know, after World War II. That's the rise of, you know, communism and democracy. Communism sides with socialism and dictatorship. Democracy is freedom and equal opportunity. But, you know, um, the thing is that when we start losing our allies, right? Um, and we we built and the communism builds a stronger force, right? Then the world is going to be dominated by communism, and we're going to lose our freedoms. And that's not just here; it's it's all of our allied forces, like India, you know, um, that's bordered by Pakistan and you know China. They they're you know us turning our backs in Afghanistan is a huge uh, border security concern for them, you know, and we turn and we, we turn our back on our allies there too, you know, so we're losing our footing within that region as well. If, if, if Asia doesn't want to deal with us, we lose our footing with that region. Now we lost our footing military wise, intelligence wise, homeland security wise in the Middle East. We had them, we don't have that anymore. So regardless if you are a supportive of Afghanistan or not, it doesn't matter. I understand we needed to withdraw, but there's a way to withdraw, right? And um, unfortunately, that's going to hurt us um, in, in, in the near future. I think so, too. Celebrate the Black Friday sales event at Woodhouse Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram in Blair. Step into a new Jeep that you can count on. From the awarded new Grand Cherokee to the capable 2022 Jeep Compass, the Jeep lineup won't compromise on power, technology, or comfort. Delivering confidence and convenience for 29 years. Woodhouse Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram in Blair is your trusted auto partner. Visit us off Highway 30 in Blair or online at WoodhouseChryslerJeepDodge.com. The Bigger Pockets portfolio of podcasts are worthy of your investment. We're having a real conversation as real real estate investors. New episodes available every day. It's important to buy where it makes money and not necessarily where you want to travel to. Bigger Pockets on the market, rookie real estate or money podcast. The purpose of flipping is to create more cash so then you can reinvest into other types of properties. The Bigger Pockets podcast on YouTube or wherever you listen.